Hey guys, this is Dr. Kim from It's Like This Podcast, and it's so good to just sit here and stare at my screen and record the podcast again. You know, I took a break, and I think it was the best decision ever, but I was itching and scratching just to make another episode. So I wanted to, you know, start this first episode for the new series just to explain why parenting is a topic of interest of mine. So you know, by training, I I am a child psychiatrist, and I see a lot of kids with parents. And something that I noticed, you know, even in my training years, is that all the parents had same goals for their children, but it wasn't happening, no matter how hard they tried. And the more that I entered the chapter of parenthood, I became more empathic because you know, when when I didn't have kids and I hear like, oh, like parents beating their kids or yelling at their kids, you know, all I can do is, you know, stick up my nose and say, oh, that's why your kid is like this, right? Because I didn't really know. And then when I had my first kid, I was starting to understand this (laughs) just pure sleep deprivation just make you go insane. So I started to become more empathic. And as my first child was kind of growing and I was pregnant with my second, I was in the last year or so of my training in child psychiatry, I started to realize that kids' well-being and their growth and their development was so closely tied with how their parents were doing. And I started to coach parents in my office that kid can do as well as you do. So there is an importance of taking care of yourself. Now, that idea kind of grew and grew as my Children started to grow, and I'm learning a lot of insights and wisdom as I'm making my own mistakes. I just wanted to kind of say that you're in a safe place as a parent or maybe a guardian of sorts. And I just want you to know that I'm doing this with you and making mistakes that you're probably making. You know, I just want this episode to be more encouraging. So, what is this series about? So, whenever I talk to parents, you know, especially I offer parent coaching. And I really ask parents, like, what is your goal? You know, what is your goal as a parent? And these are some of the answers that I hear most most often is, I just want my kid to be happy, or I just don't want anything to hold them back, or I just want my kid to know that I love them and I'm with them no matter what. Now, these are, you know, very common statements that you see everywhere, but I wanted to kind of break it down and to see what these statements kind of mean. So I just want my kid to be happy. Probably what they meant was, I just want my kid to be happy with themselves. And what the parent wants for the children is self-acceptance and contentment with who they are as individuals. Oftentimes, it hurts us when our kids compare themselves with other people and just get depreciated in value of how they see themselves. And I think what parents actually mean when they say that is because They want their kids to accept themselves and be happy with who they are and just as who they are. Now, the statement, I just don't want anything to hold them back. I think what the parents actually mean, you know, after discussing with them is, I just don't want them to be held back from achieving what they want to achieve in life. And maybe the ideas behind this is the parents want their children to have resiliency, self-esteem, goal planning, and goal setting skills. And maybe at the core of it all, knowing what he or she actually wants. 
And you and I know that a lot of times we pursue things that we don't really want, only to find at the end that it wasn't really what we wanted, right? So even if you had resiliency and goal setting skills, if you really didn't know what you wanted, then it's a lot of waste of time. And I, I think I can say that most parents would want their children to know this. Now the third statement: I just want my kid to know that I love them and support them no matter what. And this usually is most commonly said when there's a disconnect between parent and child, and you know it's limited by you know how school good you know those kind of curt conversations. And I think if I'm reading between the lines, what the parents really want for their children is connection, empathy, and safe feeling safe and support. And when the child is a little bit younger, this connection and empathy and safety and support is one direction, because child cannot provide these things for the parents. But I think what as we see our children grow and enter into teenage years and maybe young adulthood, a lot of parents yearn for this, hoping to receive it from their children, but it's not coming back. And I think this is what parents are meaning. When they say, "I just want my kid to know that I love them," so let's talk about you know. Okay, Dr. Kim, these are really great goals. Sure, I have them too, and I can really resonate with what you're saying. But what gets in the way? You know, Dr. Kim, what are you observing in your parents of your children, patients, and what gets in the way? And I can kind of divide into two categories: is unchecked inside internal influences and unchecked outside influences. Now, unchecked outside influences is kind of easy to describe, right? For their children, their peers, right? What their peers are doing to them, or around them, or not doing with them. Teachers, you know, staff, daycare staff, strangers on the street, social media. You know, we all know the effects of social media and trauma, right? These are just kind of examples of external influences that don't get checked or don't get processed. But I want to kind of spend a little bit more time on unchecked internal or inside influences, and this is really in the parent-child relationship, like inside the parent-child relationship, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual exhaustion, or burnout. Now, under this category, you know, baggages, fears, and desires that parents are not aware of. Maybe parents bringing their baggage from their previous relationship or previous parent-child relationship. Into this, another example is personality or value difference. Now, this kind of gets in the way if the parent and child do not reach a healthy compromise or healthy understanding and acceptance of each other's values and personalities. Here, a good maybe marker for this is: Can we agree to disagree and respect each other? Or can a a child do something that is disagreeable with your values, and how do you handle that, right? And if this doesn't get checked, or this is just kind of flying off the wall, it can really get in the way of parent-child relationship. And maybe third example is focusing on the wrong stuff. Parents come say they're just angry, they're just throwing things, they just disrespect me, grades. You know they're not doing well. They're failing everything. If we focus on the performance and grades and external stuff, 
is really gonna get in the way of you building the inside stuff, self-resiliency, skills, awareness. So if the parent really focus on what the children can do and perform and produce, you're gonna miss who the child is and what they're struggling with and how they see themselves and how they see you. What is the goal of the content of this series? I talked about, you know, what do parents really want? What gets in the way? And episode by episode, we're going to be peeling back onion layers of parenting process so that parents can focus on what they should focus on so that they can protect what they want to protect so that they can watch what grows from that process. Now, some of the ideas of this is child sense of worth, parent sense of worth, relationship between a parent and child, both child and parent's sense of resiliency, self-esteem, self-awareness, goal-setting and achieving skills, and both parent-child living authentic, individualistically awesome life. And that is my goal. I don't know if I can achieve it, but I'm going to try. Just like my oldest one says, we can just try. One of the concepts to explain the parent-child relationship as it you know, grows and progresses, I like to use the concept of cognitive triad. Now, I talked about cognitive triad in the episode two of season one, and it is really foundational mental health concept, how thought, emotions, and behaviors are all linked together. So just a short recap of you know, what cognitive triad is, it's a, it's a model that shows you in a triangular form. So if you close your eyes and imagine a triangle, there's three points. And first point is thoughts at the top, emotions on the right side, and behavior on the left side. And in between those three points, there's bidirectional arrows because you know the triad can kind of go one way and the other way it, and spins and spins and spins. And just to kind of illustrate how cognitive triad works in real life situations, I want to kind of tell you a story. So I have two kids and this one particular day was really stressful, kind of tired. It was a struggle bus for sure. Nobody slept well. And and we're just kind of trying to keep it afloat until the bedtime so that we can get another night of rest. And I think my two kids were playing kind of role play. The older kid wanted the younger kid to play a specific role or do something, but the younger kid protest and didn't want to do it. And the older kid started to get really, really, really mad. And he punched him in the eye socket. And it was very sudden and it was very unexpected. I immediately pushed him away. I got so angry. I was trying to protect a younger one and I was yelling just in my backyard. And I think I'm pretty sure that my neighbors heard me. So after this all happened, you know, I was overwhelmed with shame and worry and guilt and all that stuff. I said sorry profusely to both kids. We put them in the cool down area and in each of their room and everything was good. But let's just kind of go back to how this cognitive triad worked in this situation. So cognitive triad starts spinning at a situation. Now, in this particular case, situation was they were role-playing and the younger 
kid didn't want to do what the older kid did or wanted him to do. So in the older kid's mind, he, his thought was at the top, he's not doing what I want him to do. And the emotion led to getting really, really angry and behavior was punching his sibling, which that behavior creates another situation that triggers both triad and the younger sibling and also me. So in my particular case, the situation happened that the older kid punched the younger kid. So that's my situation. It triggered a thought. He hit his sibling again, and this will never stop. It led to an emotion of anger and fear. And my behavior was push him back and yell super loud. Now, if you kind of pause for a minute, you can kind of see that, especially in a relationship, one person's cognitive triad cycle creates, and by their behavior, creates a situation that ricochets to other people's cognitive triad. And this is such an intimate and immediate um, happenings that this happens in a millisecond. Now the situation cooled and everything is good, you know, but I kind of knew that I needed to process, okay, fear. And this is a moment that I hope that as a parent that you all and I will continue to have this moment of authentic honesty with yourself in a very non-judgmental supportive setting. And this is what I mean. So after this whole situation happened and I got some time to cool down myself, I had to kind of go back to, okay, Eugene, you had fear and anger. Like, what was that about? And as I was journaling and I was reflecting on that, you know, where does this come from? I realized that I had the fear that he will be like me or that I was putting the pressure on him to be this angry or irritable. This event of just seeing my older kid kind of go through this anger, angry stage, I think it triggered kind of self-awareness of how I was as a child because as a child, I went back and forth from state of confusion and anxiety and high irritability and anger even to adolescent. And on the flip side, I was worried that maybe I was putting a lot of pressure for him and that maybe that's why he was irritable. And I felt like I was kind of on a tightrope balancing these two fears on either side. There was no win situation. So after process this kind of cognitive triad cycle of fear and anger and the resulting cognitive triad cycle of shame and lacking confidence, it just really led me to pray like, God, I can't do this. Like, I'm not equipped to raise these kids. And I just felt like there was kind of answer to my prayer. And I felt like God was kind of saying, you know, what if you're supposed to mess up? Maybe this is part of the process. I think the process of parenting is just really difficult. And sometimes we're faced with this undeniable truth about ourselves that we're flawed, and we're not competent sometimes. But I shared the story to say that I'm empathizing with you. I'm commiserating with you. I'm celebrating with you with each step of parenthood. And I think this is my goal for the series. Trust me, I have plenty more parenting fails to share. But I will also share my insights like this and reflections that I gained from it. I hope that you kind of take that courage to reflect on your parenting fails as well. You and I can be one step wiser, one episode at a time. I just want to encourage you guys that I'm doing this with you and definitely not have it all together. This series is not about 
the books to read or parenting techniques or food to feed your kids. There's none of that. But the goal of this series is just to share my love for you guys so that you can understand yourself and understand your children a little bit better. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about cognitive triad again and how as parents we can intervene in each point of the cognitive triad and what helps and what hurts. So I hope you stay tuned and be on the lookout for the next episode. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and leave the review if this episode really encouraged you. If you can think of anyone who could be also encouraged, then share this episode with them. I hope that you can do that for me. Have a great day and I'll see you guys later.